0: My name is Laurens Jacht, and welcome to Cybersecurity Talks, the interview podcast for cybersecurity professionals and for those who aspire to become one. And in this podcast, I interview industry experts and explore what it's like to work in the cybersecurity domain. Join us on our journey and learn about the latest trends, real-life war stories, and everything you need to know about this fascinating industry. Welcome back to another episode of Cybersecurity Talks. We're very excited to announce today's guest, Roderick Klaassen. Roderick is the founder and CTO of CloudLife, a company that helps organizations with the transition or growth to and on the Microsoft Cloud. Their my, uh, main focus is security and compliance. Within five years, CloudLife has grown to become one of the top 10 Microsoft partners of the Netherlands. Prior to starting uh, CloudLife, Roderick worked for well-known co- companies such as Heineken, Macau, Hypercube, and Rapid Circle. A fun fact. Roderick also was a DJ for a long time and also trained upcoming talents for multiple years. Roderick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laurens. Thank you for having me. And we always start uh, the podcast with the same few questions, so I want to jump right in.
1: What you need to know about me.
0: What meal do you start your day
1: with? Uh, a shake. I make a, I make a protein shake, uh, a little bit of water, banana, and then uh, frozen uh, frost fruit and uh, like a protein uh, uh scoop nice healthy guy Android <laughs> or iOS uh, iOS yep what's your favorite phone app I think WhatsApp I I, I hate <laughs> I hate to admit it because I'm, I'm I, I hate Facebook and everything around it but I think WhatsApp just to, to, to be able to be in touch with everybody I don't have any other social so that's my only primary uh way of, of connecting with people outside of just being offline yeah check working from home office or a mix uh i like to work from the office yep are you a gamer (laughs) i think i'm a gamer but uh if you would log in on my playstation network you would see that i haven't been online for i think two years so (laughs) so maybe a phone gamer nowadays okay laptop desktop server or vm a laptop yeah what's a guilty pleasure of yours Oh, I don't know if I can uh, mention that <laughs> here on the podcast. <laughs> but, you can, uh, you can. <laughs> So I think uh, it's uh, romantic comedies, rom-coms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not really manly, but I love those, man. I'm a sucker <laughs> for those, and I even cry when I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great.
0: Uh, I always ask this question as well to everybody, but it's cloud or on-prem. But I guess you founded the company Cloud Life, so there yep, we go. It's in we can the name. The one. Eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 First word that comes to mind when I say cybersecurity? Uh, safety.
1: And your password is? Uh, My password? Uh, I'm not gonna gonna tell you. (laughs) Very good. This is a public service announcement.
0: Do you want to work with the next generation of cybersecurity professionals? Or do you want to start a career in cybersecurity yourself? Then join us, because we're on a mission to close the cybersecurity talent gap. We started a new educational company called The Guardianship. Here we train digital talent to become the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. For more information, go to theguardianship.nl. That is theguardianship.nl. Now let's get back to the episode.
1: The beginnings.
0: Now Welcome to the show, uh, Roderick. Uh, it you. might be interesting uh, for the listeners to, to know that we actually jumped from an airplane together. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy experience. That was a crazy My experience. My heart beats, uh, still beats harder when I, I think of uh, that experience. Yeah. But what was the... Yeah, the the idea behind jumping from an airplane t- together with uh, launching the new CloudLive yeah. website.
1: Well, exactly that. So we uh, we started, like you said in the intro, uh, about five five years ago, four and a half years actually. We started with the company CloudLive, and I'll tell more about that later. And I think a couple of months ago, we thought it was time for a rebranding, more of, a, of of that people could really see on our logo, on our name, that we really live and breathe security and compliance the old logo wasn't really dead and to be honest we just had that made on, on fiverr for a couple of dollars when we just started and nice. um and the new logo wasn't a couple of dollars i can tell you but uh and, and i think it shows so we really wanted to do a, a rebranding and a, and a launch around that so this is the new cloud live the cloud live 2.0 we, we went into a new uh cool modern office uh, we have a lot of new colleagues and we just wanted to show people this is cloud live who we are now and not just me and my co-founder a couple of years just sitting behind our laptop trying to get customers to uh, work with us it's really a, a big company now um, so we thought we what better way to do that than go into the clouds actually instead of just talk about the cloud all day, go into the clouds there weren't any clouds that day it was a clear blue sky as you can remember (laughs) but uh uh, i think it was a really really successful event everybody loved it and um, we jumped with you with some people from microsoft and i think we just formed like a bond forever i mean if you jump out of a plane together you you, yeah. you you you're you're bros for life
0: yeah yeah it really feels that way it was uh it was so cool yeah 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 i remember the the night before you called me on a friday evening <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow yep i was like why and then, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go skydiving and then i had the liquid courage to say yes yep. but uh five minutes after i was like shit.
1: what did i sign up for uh, yeah
0: yeah happy I did
1: it really really cool experience and <laughs> everybody was so nervous but uh in the end everybody was on the ground and uh, as you can remember um even people w- wanted to sign up for for Getting there, there—I don't know what you call it, your license for for skydiving. So th- that's how enthusiastic people were. Um, but we call it a cloud dive, like go go into a cloud dive with cloud life. Just uh,
0: yeah. And I don't want to jump into the beginning of your career a bit because I believe you started working uh, already at a very young age. Yeah. What yeah. What were the first uh, steps in your career?
1: So I started working. Uh, well, I started working when I was 16 besides going to uh, to school um so i never went to a university i, I did uh, what we call in the netherlands mbo and uh, i did that and and also worked four days a week uh, at different companies doing it so i learned i learned a lot from it when i was like I think three or four years old my grandma asked me what do you want to do and i always said something with computers something with computers that's the only thing I, I said somewhere around eight or nine years old i also said i want to be a fighter pilot but that stopped when i was 10. <laughs> so yeah computers was always it for me so i started working at a young age because i really wanted to work work with it and not just learn about it i think that was the right choice in hindsight because the, when i was 21 i already had a lot of experience and i could um and I started at working at McCall Microsoft partner here in the Netherlands uh, they were about I think 150 employees uh, then at the time uh, and um, started working in a hosting uh, department there uh, with about five people and when I left uh, seven years later they were 27 people I was the team lead of that uh, of that uh, department then uh, and that was about the time that Office 365 made its first appearance, so um, uh, I grew basically from just having our own hosting department, SQL uh, databases, uh, installing, configuring RAID servers, and, and stuff like that. So really, to the to to the cloud stuff, uh, and then I uh, transitioned to another Microsoft partner that's called Rapid Circle, and they did a lot of projects. And I met the uh, CEO there, and I asked him why aren't you doing any support and he said i don't know how we we know how to do uh, uh, projects. so i said well i know how because i just did seven years of uh, working on a support uh, department so i created the first office 365 support help desk support desk basically there in the netherlands because at that time everybody thought that uh, um, um, support on office Three Sixty Five was, was done by microsoft in the back end which really wasn't you you yeah, there is support, but it's not the support that you really need if you're in in a in a in a in a crisis or if you have a question. So I did that uh, for about three or four years. It was really uh, cool because they are also in India and Australia, so I had a lot of opportunity to work with uh, different uh, nationalities and people abroad and cultures. Um, and then finally, the time was there to uh, to start uh, uh, cloud life.
0: Yeah, and when, uh, this was then sort of your way into Microsoft and IT as, as a, a young professional. What was your first experience with cybersecurity?
1: I think there was at one of those companies I've just mentioned. Um, they uh, work with a product called Microsoft Intune, and people who are listening maybe know that you can manage desktops and devices with it, so it's a mobile device management uh, 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 piece of software. Um, And I was really blown away by the by the opportunities that it gave you it's not just working with sharepoint working with outlook or working with office and and installing uh um, and configuring microsoft teams you could really configure and manage all the stuff in a device and the identity so that was really a, a cool way for me to learn more about the product and uh um yeah yeah
0: nice Okay, and then you worked for some uh, had really cool companies, all, all rapidly grown companies. For for some reason, maybe uh, you had a a good journey there yourself. But at some point, you think, okay, I, I want to start my own business. Yeah. What, what was the the moment or the tipping point that you thought, hey, I I want to do this myself?
1: I think when I was born, <laughs> yeah. my dad had a had a, a company. He. Uh, well it's more than than it but he had basically a couple of liquor stores and he is uh in in dutch we say i don't know how you can sell it in in english but uh, he knows everything about wine Um, and my brother uh, the the same thing he he now has a couple of uh, over he has one wine store Um, and so i always wanted to do like something for myself uh, coming from an entrepreneurial family um uh, the only thing is I don't know anything about wine so I had to do something else <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. like the black sheep of the family I love to drink it but I know it all tastes the same to me <laughs> so um um yeah I think the 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 moment to answer your question was uh right about the time at, at the end of my career at rapid circle right then and there I thought okay I'll stop doing this and I'll start going like full for for cloud which I already registered the, the domain name at that point and made the website and uh yeah yeah nice and what was the sort of the the gap
0: in the market that you saw that, that you wanted to jump into
1: yeah good question um so starting as a as a freelancer then you you gotta put yourself out there so on LinkedIn and 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 on my favorite app WhatsApp I I uh, connected to everybody like I'm a freelancer now uh, you got something for me and a lot of people asked me do you know anything about? Well, for instance Intune, with a lot of other products that i've never heard of even not working at mccall or Rapid circle so was, hmm, that's interesting a lot of people are asking the same question, so i'll dive into it sure i know how to do it i, th- I told them yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's uh there's like this quote from richard branson that i always remembered uh, like uh, if you don't know how to do it uh, just say yes to the opportunity and and you learn how to do it when you do it yeah i mean If somebody asked me to do brain surgery i I probably can't do it (laughs) and i won't say yes but within your focus area you can you say yes to a lot of stuff that you don't know yet so um i said yes looked into it started doing those uh, those gigs and then after a couple of months i looked back and doing cloud life already um we looked back at what are the jobs that we were most successful in and they were all cybersecurity and microsoft related okay um and people kept asking us for um products like that to, to implement to advice nobody else could do it even other microsoft partners started hiring us so like okay there's a lot of ask in the market for for uh, um, this kind of knowledge so we started doing that more and more
0: yeah yeah interesting and then uh, i was curious i think i never asked you this question but why cloud life why why give it this name
1: yeah no you've never asked me that question um at for at first i thought it was gonna go not just the microsoft way which we are right now we're 100 percent microsoft focused company but i i wanted to do like a multi-cloud security company so uh, aws uh, google maybe even or uh, oracle cloud so you could just live your life wherever you are and we all live now like in the cloud yeah. um i mean if you work from home work from your work from from the train from your holiday you're, you're still online you're still working and that's basically working from the cloud so um that was the idea behind it but then pretty 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 quickly we noticed that all the questions are microsoft related so the whole multi-cloud stuff stopped happening and um but still cloud life yell as loud as you can
0: oh, but it uh, is interesting to see how strong you guys grew together uh, with microsoft there's a really good partnership i yeah. think you're the second partner of, of, of microsoft the uh the netherlands yep so you really uh, have, have a good win-win situation together yeah but how did this relationship evolve because five years ago they probably didn't know you or maybe you just as a person but not cloud life and over five years this has grown so rapidly and
1: you jump from planes together now so yeah what yeah. was the secret yeah. there um yell as loud as you can i think so i i just made a lot of noise every time we we landed a new customer or or had a success i just send it out to everybody i knew at microsoft and they would forward it if it was interesting enough to other people so then i would get to know more interesting people and i think um what also worked is that all those All those other Microsoft partners were around for 10, 15 years, so there was room and momentum for a new breed of partners. And I think there, there are a lot over the past one, two, three years. There, there's a couple of uh, of new ones that are really great. But we were, I I think, one of the first that were really like the new kids on the block. And they really love that. They really like that. Like, uh, for instance, if I would. If you would ask me to do a multi-factor implement a multi-factor authentication implementation we would we would be able to do that within a couple of days for you and if you would ask one of those older type partners they would do that within three months for you not because they can't do it within a couple of days but because they would they love to bill you for for a lot of different stuff so they, they write technical advisory reports they write uh, i don't know how many pages and they just overwhelm you until you say okay please help me you know and that's uh, we we um that's not our approach so what microsoft noticed is that the technology that they thought was really really complicated suddenly it wasn't so complicated because there was n- now a partner that could do all that stuff that other partners did in months or in years we could do that in weeks or in a couple of weeks um so they i remember the the guy who who, who was that he, he he called me and asked me to come for a meeting for all the sound executives at microsoft to tell them and explain them that their technology actually isn't so complicated you just gotta do it
0: no but uh that that's uh that's really impressive yeah and now that's a good good collaboration it's smart that you focus first on clouds and then decide okay this microsoft collaboration goes well and then you also uh choose sort of the specialization with with compliance and security which is again another niche
1: yeah yeah so i'm really 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 convinced about uh focusing on a niche and owning that and you gotta be one of the first if not the first to to own it and then i mean others can join but if you go and order a coke you want coca-cola you don't want pepsi i mean they were the first and then pepsi is still big but they will never be the biggest you know true so you that's that's the approach for me so we were the first doing this i mean there there are others um, but um if we can up maintain this momentum then i mean the sky's the limit
0: yeah i want to challenge you a little bit because sure those partners that were there for 10 or 20 years they also started that new kid on the block and they had the right yeah. momentum yeah, yeah so yeah. how are you going to prevent that you will be that, no, not that old not <laughs> not this question <laughs> how you keep young and yeah. innovative yeah, yeah.
1: I mean we all grow old uh, at one point and we all grow taller uh as person but also as as company so i i ask this question maybe once a week like in my team so are we still aligned are we still doing the right things everybody's still happy are our customers still happy it's and but if you grow you get teams you get maybe even management layers in between you get an operations department you get a sales department and sometimes I'm amazed that even at a small company that, that we are compared to those other companies that, that we just mentioned, we even already have like communication problems in, internally. Like, how? I mean, we're all, we're not all in the same room, but we we could fit all in the same room. So um, that's basically my job to make sure it all, uh, everybody's still aligned and, and, and stays happy. And how the future looks on uh in 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 five years or in ten years i don't know but i hope that it um looks like this but then maybe on a bigger scale
0: yeah yeah you have a team now of 16 17 people 20. 20 by now yeah make me look look at the speed you guys are going um but what if, what are sort of the things you you had to learn the hard way? Because you started alone and, and um with, with your co-founder of course, but then it yeah. was the the two of you. Now you're with 20 people. Yeah. You, you had to pick up the management skills sort of on the job. Yeah. But what are some of the things that you had to learn the hard way? So that you discovered during these
1: last five years? Well, maybe that's that's uh, another big lesson. So at first I wanted to I'll just be honest, save money on, on on hiring people. I wanted to look at like, where's the, the right talent for the right amount of money that we can pay right now. But I mean, it's, it's, it's easy because the, I mean, it's clear as day that the, the right talent always costs the most money because they know what they're worth. And if I won't pay it, then a competitor of mine will pay it. And no, I mean, they can like me as a person, but nobody will, work for me if somebody else will pay them two thousand dollars more or euros sorry yeah so um yeah maybe in uh that that's maybe one of my biggest lessons that um uh, you just gotta go with it you just gotta pay the people what they're worth i mean what's the what's the expression here you you pay peanuts you get monkeys okay yeah, yeah. yeah and uh um you, you got to pay them what they're worth and then the company will grow as well i mean then you will attract the the, the bigger customers as well because these, these are smart people that, that you hire these are, are are people that have been doing it for years and then can help you grow the company and then also you can allocate more
0: work to, to people that you really feel are capable and, and- That they can do the job so you can also focus on other things and if you hire sort of b-class
1: players then you you still have to look over their shoulder so yeah another lesson you gotta work on your company not in your company as an entrepreneur and i've worked i think for the past four and four four and a half years that cloud life exists i've worked for 4.4 years (laughs) on uh, in my company and now i've started working on my company the last couple of months giving back to society
0: and it's of course has been uh very stressful at, at times. I think every entrepreneur goes through a lot of ups and downs, yeah, I think that's also the the joy, so the the peaks are amazing, but the lows are also very stressful yeah Do you have some tips on on how to cope with uh with stressful days or uh that you want to land a client, but you get to no know all of a sudden how how do you deal with that?
1: yeah, we were talking about it just before we went on air uh for me, just working out uh but also meditating and and my my go-to is uh wim hof yeah uh, i love to do that like the, the breathing exercises actually is is amazing i've also had uh two two years ago i had a burnout for for three months and doing those breathing exercises from from wim hof and and the cold showers and the cold baths like m- made me a reborn uh, person so i try to do that every day or every other day at least and uh, if something if i'm at a low for instance if if, if uh something doesn't go the, the way you, you you want it to or the way you plan which always happens for for all of us then that's my go-to to like unwind and release
0: yeah i can relate with it but it's also difficult when you feel stressed mm. uh, you're going you feel like you have to work harder make longer days and then the things that you really need to do it, it's, it's hard to keep doing them. So it, then it's more difficult to find time to meditate while you know, okay, yeah. now especially I need to meditate or, or do some breathing exercise. So it, it's sort of a vicious circle, you're making longer hours, you're gonna sleep less, so you wake up later so you don't have time to do these exercises. So what was it for you that you keep the the discipline
1: well, for me, like I said, I, I had that burnout, so I, I can recognize the signals. For instance, a spasm in my eye or a ring in my ear. Uh, if if stuff like that happens, then I'm then I've gone too far. So I wanna make sure that it doesn't happen and that I can be the best person on my job. I mean, we do cybersecurity, so we we gotta uh, stay with the program. We gotta be sharp every day. Uh, because if we miss something, then for instance a whole municipality or a whole healthcare organization, we work for large companies, then they could have a big cybersecurity risk. So we gotta be sharp. And me most of all because I run the company. Yeah. So uh that's my my drive to to keep doing stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Because being an entrepreneur is stressful, but then being an entrepreneur in cybersecurity <laughs> and, and protecting uh makes like more domain. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so so you yeah. took a maybe running a
1: liquor store (laughs) yeah in that sense (laughs) yeah so i don't know if it's stress but it's it i mean it is something it is something yeah there's something extra happening there yeah yeah. but is it worth it yeah totally totally i mean what we do um i've always wanted to do something like to be able to give back social entrepreneurship and i I, I don't know how to do that but i I we focus on uh, governments so local and and uh and central government so local are like the municipalities and uh uh central is like uh the ministries and uh the police the defense force um and we focus on healthcare we focus on education so those are the three sectors or markets if you will that we focus on um and by doing that i think we're able to give something back at least so for instance if we do for um the for 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 Amsterdam we do the cybersecurity for in the Microsoft the 365 environment for the municipality I mean yep. then we're able to I don't know do you know how many people live in Amsterdam
0: I think uh, 900,000 or so Yeah so yeah. we
1: help 900,000 people get have safe data have their keep their their identity safe uh, we did a calculation over the last um uh, couple of years over the amount of people we helped uh the provinces and the the municipalities combined there were 8 million people that we helped so that's worth it for me to be able to do stuff like that yeah you're giving back through securing the society yeah so i want to make i want to know if i send in my passport or send in my data or whatever to my municipality in in uh, in harlem that it's safe there and that uh, nobody can can breach it and that they can't uh, send it to the ro- to the wrong people i mean you can also have a data leak cyber security is not just hackers it's also uh, compliance so um yeah by doing that i uh, i think it's worth it yeah cool and can you walk us through
0: a bit of a typical assignment so i i know you also do a lot in in the education space mm-hmm but what what is sort of a a project that cloud life is
1: involved with yeah I can I can give it a try at least (laughs) Uh, so like being a Microsoft only company um, we obviously focus on Azure and Microsoft 365 in the Netherlands that's basically 90 percent of all the the companies use use that. They don't use Google or maybe some educational companies do that, but it's 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 mostly uh, Microsoft. There's a lot of stuff. The reason why i mentioned that, there's a lot of stuff in there. So they have their devices in there, their identities, so the people, they have their applications in there, they have their data in there, the four big pillars. And um, whatever question uh, a client or customer asks us, uh, if it's can you migrate me from Kaspersky, which we get a lot now, obviously, because it's a Russian tool to Microsoft Defender, or it's, can you help me with my data classification uh, or anything in between? We always start with a a cloud security and compliance assessment. Basically, if you would send your car to a new uh, shop, they would also like do a full check. We do the same. We want to know where the customer is at with their environment, with, with their cybersecurity not just in Microsoft, but also on premise and just how the people do it, how their awareness is. So we ask them a lot of questions, do interviews, and we do our custom made uh, security assessment. Um, that's already a big eye opener for our customers, because um, even when they think they have it all sorted out and when they're secure, they're not They're 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 They're, they're really, really not. So um, we we come up with a report that's yeah around 40 pages but it's all all really understandable Uh, the other week we had somebody stop us in the middle of a presentation of the of the report Uh, and he said stop 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 and i thought that something was wrong or he didn't like it and he said "Um, uh, i'm not a techie and normally i don't understand stuff like this but i totally get it so please continue and thank you and he actually said uh office 364. so that's that's <laughs> okay. so it, that shows how not of a techie he was. And um so I think that's that's the 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 big thing for us that it's uh really understandable and from there we um create a roadmap for the for the customer where they are right now and how they can become I mean nobody's hundred percent safe if somebody wants to attack you or or breach it's possible but maybe 90 percent or 95 is, percent is reachable so we help them do that and we show them how to do that over the course of a year or whatever they are maybe they're maybe it takes a year and a half maybe it takes a couple of months for them because they're already doing good stuff but uh, we we help them do that and then um for us the the best scenario obviously is that they also hire us to do all that stuff afterwards so over the years
0: you also became a, a hiring manager do you have a, a, s- a certain set of questions or assessment that you can predict future performance with? So, what are sort of the the questions you would ask, or, or how can you have have sort of a prediction how somebody's gonna perform? Because it, it's it's always very difficult to to see based on a CV and one or two interviews yeah. how the person actually is yeah. going to perform.
1: Yeah. So for me, the the first thing is a gut feeling. Might might sound weird. I don't know. You're you you're the recruiter, so you you might know more of th- this about than 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 me. But um, for me, the first thing is a gut feeling. So I gotta feel that somebody has the passion to do what we do. You know, passion for for security, passion for for tech, passion for maybe for compliance even. So I gotta feel that. Um, then I already automatically know that there's a possibility for for a huge future success, if you, like you just mentioned um so if that's there then for me all i gotta do is just have a conversation and zoom in on what have you done in the past and what what do you like to do we're small enough to be able to give the 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 space to people to create their own i wouldn't say job but but maybe i will to create their own job you know the, the to be able to to do the the things that they get the most energy out of yeah if somebody is a good conversational partner uh uh has the passion and is willing to learn nobody can do 100% what we do before they they uh work with us because um, we're the only one doing what we're doing so um but if somebody has done like 50% of what we do has has some, has some experience with some of the products that we work with um i mean they can learn it if they have the passion yeah
0: i also trust my my gut feeling uh, but i've also made mistakes trusting my my gut feeling and i, I think it, you never get a 100 percent score i heard in another podcast and i, I really advise sometimes also clients they say oh, we're not sure about this candidate what to do and then i tell them okay rate that person based on a score from one to ten mm. but you cannot mention the number seven and a lot of people say ah it's like a six or a seven or it's a seven uh, but if you take out that number, you either have to go for six or five. Yeah. So then, yeah, or, or, even lower Then you already know. Okay. We, we don't want to have sixes in the team. Yeah. So then you're forced to either say, okay, it's a six or it's an eight. Yep. And with an eight, it's clearly a go. And with a six, you probably, yeah, you can wait for, for a more talented person to come along. So yeah. if you do this in the team and uh, most people say, okay, I did, this is above seven is an eight or nine then then you know for sure yeah i know that trick that's that's an amazing trick actually
1: Cyberbullying and more to come
0: and we we touched a lot of things um now a, a bit about talent in the market about how you started uh, the business Yeah, how you've grown so fast over the last five years but i'm also very curious what the future will bring are there some uh some new tools that you're working on or
1: uh yeah yeah i think so i mean uh again this is the the possibility for us being being uh agile i think is the word but um, what what i mean with that is that we're just small uh, and uh, capable to do whatever we want right now so for instance microsoft asked us uh, a while back that there's not really a microsoft partner focusing on education so they asked us could you please focus on education because you do a lot of cybersecurity and compliance and you're you're really expert in that. So can you please help us get the educational market to a higher level in cybersecurity? So the first thing we did mm. asked back at Microsoft and the couple of educational customers that we already had is what's the biggest problem that, that you right now have in uh, that you face? so we thought they they might tell us multi-factor authentication or problems or uh, we have a lot of data leaks or but they actually mentioned that they have the biggest problem is cyberbullying. okay yeah so um in dutch pesten. uh funny enough uh two days ago on the uh on the dutch local news there was a big item that uh, the the government and the cbs had a had a large research um they did a large research over the over the last year, and they they came out with the numbers that we already knew for for the, the last year. Okay. That, that that one in eight, one out of eight people in a job setting gets bullied, and one out of ten students. So even on a on a on a job is even more than in a educational setting. Um, and why do I tell this? Because it's also security working safe online. It's not just about compliance, not just about cyber security. It's also about being able to feel safe uh, in a safe space so we went actually to microsoft corp in uh, in uh, redmond in the us and we worked with a team there to develop uh basically uh, an an app in in teams it's called teams safe space uh, and you're able to if you would send to me a message Asshole, or even you would write it on the paper make a picture of it and you would send and you would send it to me It would get blocked by machine learning and ai that's behind that that's behind that Um, and it would get reported to whoever you appoint that uh, that that needs to get that message Um, and i would never get the message so i would i wouldn't be able to to get bullied on if i'm on the teams with the safe space plugin so um I think that's 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 uh that that could have a potentially huge impact for in in education and also in uh other sectors
0: yeah also in the day-to-day working environment then exactly that's super cool i'm curious how was it to go there in in redmond to be at microsoft headquarters and then you're the guys that are brought over from flown in from the netherlands help us we see this happening but but help
1: us yeah super cool so a couple of things uh first thing it was uh in the mid store basically at the end of one of the corona cycles so um we were at that large 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 uh uh, microsoft campus and i thought it was going to be like a big big office like i mean tall tall building there were no tall buildings no tall buildings it's all campuses but (laughs) we were three people there me uh and two colleagues and we're just just three people there walking around the campus like where is everybody uh, then we went to the security compliance building they have their own building and they have a team's building and but we were in security compliance building so shields and security everywhere so like f- we felt at home and then there was this guy Christopher a project manager for the security and compliance team and he said a bit bit uh, cynical uh, uh, thank you for uh, uh getting me back into the office after two years because uh i've been working from home for the two years but i've just had a commute with a traffic jam and uh <laughs> okay. so he th- that that was the reason everybody was still working from home at microsoft so um uh, but then we went into the uh the the, the meeting room with everybody and for me in, in in my head it's like the project managers developing these products that millions and millions of people worldwide are working with are I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I thought about it, Gandalf the wizard or something. I don't know, but yeah. it was just like there were three project managers and I think one of them was 25, uh, one of them was uh was was 30 and then there was the Christopher, there was a, their manager. So were like young people, but super super smart people uh responsible for like this this huge big part in 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 the Microsoft 365 suite. So that was pretty mind-blowing actually and then we were able to brainstorm with them show them a lot of stuff that went wrong and they actually one of the project managers they got a bit of a red face because we showed them something that was should have worked but it worked it didn't work okay and she didn't know why uh, so that was pretty cool that we were able to like really show them bugs in the program in Microsoft Teams that if we weren't there then maybe they would have never learned about it
0: so in a way you you do already have a have a big impact yeah
1: yeah Yeah, i think so i would like to think so and uh, we do the same actually but then remote for a lot of the 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 compliance and security tools so a lot of stuff that we've been working for five years with so for instance data classification azure information protection uh, uh message encryption those are all products that we've started working with as the first one so we know uh we've had the first customer implementation so we were able to give the 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 first bugs and feedback back to microsoft so we still work with them in preview programs and even just through email and chats with with the project managers which for me is pretty cool because at those other microsoft partners that i work with i've never seen that happen
0: you're sort of the Subject matter expert for Microsoft. So so they value your uh, input and opinions on, on certain yeah, on things. Yeah,
1: c- on certain things. Yeah. I mean, not on all of them, obviously, but uh, on certain things, yeah, that we're to go to uh, people to really ask okay what's your real life experience not just theory but what's your real life experience help yeah. us get the product uh, to a better state
0: do you also have to give input for for certain words because maybe in Dutch you have some curse words yeah. that are different well too.
1: actually we're right now today uh, so the new school year is starting so i i asked microsoft like we want to launch this in a new school year with a lot of universities uh and higher educations um but the machine learning model in dutch isn't there yet so they asked us to help them develop the machine learning uh, model in dutch because it's now english and it yeah it doesn't work right right now yeah and they could hire dutch people like translators but it's that's different than really having real life experience and knowing what it should do yeah right so that's pretty cool working with them we don't get paid for it but still yeah. we, can, we can tell people that we've created the products together with Microsoft now but that's really cool to have
0: an impact like that and and while growing your your own business yeah so uh, yeah that, that's really nice to 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 add back to society and I'm a bit surprised that bullying cyber bullying among students is is less frequent than c- yeah. cyberbullying for for yeah. the grown-up people in, yeah. in the workspace yeah. yeah me too
1: I think bullying I mean uh it's uh you c- yeah you can stretch the the item as far as you want because it's it's also not sharing information with somebody that that they should have so th- when they get into a meeting then they don't know what it's about or so that's also a bit of bullying so I mean we can we can prevent stuff like that from happening so i think on a on a workplace maybe i'm just being honest here our solution is less efficient than in in a educational setting in, a, in an educational setting yeah. it's more of the traditional cyberbullying, like you're an asshole you're a fucker i want to mm, your mom and yeah. stuff like that and that we can prevent 100 so for me cybersecurity is super super wise it goes from Creating a better uh, zero trust foundation uh, and being able to not get as easy as breached as you could now without our help. Being able to prevent data leaks, um, make sure that people are just capable of working wherever they are without having to um, worry, basically. All the way down to being able to feel safe, you know uh and and feel safe and comfortable in your own environment because that's that's then you can be the best you and actually this is a funny story i wanted to call that product that we just uh mentioned feel safe teams feel feel safe but everybody in the office thought it was going to be like a durex uh, condom uh uh, (laughs) feel safe uh, yeah feel (laughs) safe so we stopped uh (laughs) we stopped that name (laughs) okay yeah but um it is the truth it is the truth though so it's 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 Super wide, and and we try to at least touch all of those subjects when we talk with a with a customer.
0: I know for a fact that companies that have a mission and vision that's bigger than just their own company, then they actually do very well. So what I, I like also in this story is, yeah, you can say, okay, our, our mission is to become the, the best uh, mm. security and compliance partner from Microsoft. Uh, that could be one. But uh, what I like is that you really want to give society a, a better and safer feeling. Yeah. So th- th- that's a way bigger approach, and and you can help, but Microsoft can help. Yeah. Maybe a competitor of you can help. Yeah. But you're you're on a shared mission. I yeah. I think that's uh, yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's 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 the uh, that's the idea. Um, I can give another small example. My girlfriend works at a at a healthcare organization, pretty big one actually, uh, and. Um, she doesn't have LinkedIn, so you can not look her up. So I can I can say this. But um her her password is like one of the most easiest passwords that you can imagine. And when it's time to renew it, she just adds a number behind it. So the, the next number in line. So and <laughs> for me that's mind-blowing because she works with a lot of a lot of sensitive stuff, a lot of sensitive healthcare information. I'm like, how is this possible? And that that's my mission. That stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. So I'm I'm trying to find out how I can not convince every customer again and again to work with us to help them, but maybe from a uh, from a from a higher uh, from a higher perspective, from some organization, from some group. For instance, in the Netherlands, we have um, the the yeah, Vereniging voor Nederlandse Gemeenten. So uh, the municipalities are all combined in one basically group that advises them so i'm trying to work with them to advise us to help all of them instead of one by one by one and the same goes for education and healthcare and basically that's my mission to help all of them so basically all of the netherlands to work safe and online yeah beautiful thank you keep <laughs> up the good work yeah thanks man i will i'll try and if there's one um because this is
0: the the question we usually uh, wrap up with. Mm. If there's one signal message, so not WhatsApp. I know you're a fan, but if there's one signal message you can send to all the CISOs across the world,
1: what would this message say? Yeah, I think maybe if you put me on the spot right on the spot right now, then I would advise them to not think and talk about it as much, but just just do it. I mean, you 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 can talk for ages and ages and ages about how to approach something and how to do something but if you don't actually start doing it it never happens it never happens and it, it is complicated it's all complicated but if you start doing it then it starts getting easier and easier because you already started doing it and then yeah basically the path opens up to you so I mean just go for it just just try and be more secure yeah, and, uh, and safe nice Thank you.
0: Thank you, Eric. It was a it was a blast.
1: Alright, thanks Lawrence. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Cyberscurity Talks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with the latest trends, war stories, and exciting career anecdotes. If you enjoyed the show, please review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, could you do me one small favor? Could you please share this podcast with one friend that you think would like the show just as much as you do? thank you. And for all further information, please go to csrecruitment.nl slash talks and subscribe to this podcast. We will be back with another exciting episode in just two weeks. So see you next time and stay safe.